Hey, it's Tim here. Thanks so much for coming over to check out my new podcast, The Big Mouth. Before we get into today's episode, got a big favor to ask you. It's going to mean the world to me if you leave a star rating, you comment on the episode or share it with your friends. It'll help me out and help get The Big Mouth out there. Hope you enjoy today's episode. G'day, it's Tim here. Now, sadly, this is going to be the last Big Mouth episode for the year. I'm off on holidays next week for a big break, but thanks for tuning in this year with me. I'm going to be back early in the new year to kick off season two of the Big Mouth. But today, I've got a very juicy one for you planned. I'm taking a look back behind the scenes of a really big personal moment in my life, a time where everything changed for me and I had to get real with my own life. So we all know that I've been in the Big Brother house twice now in Australia, back in 2013 when I won, and I return this year to play again. But some people don't know that I've actually done Big Brother three times. And back in 2016, I was part of the Canadian Big Brother house. It was an international twist where Canada voted in two legends of the game who had played before. And they chose me and the beautiful Nikki Graham from Big Brother UK. We entered the house week two of the game, just when the Canadian housemates had started to settle. And as you can imagine, I crashed in like a cat amongst the pigeons and I immediately became a huge target and actually became the most nominated housemate that season. But despite all odds, I actually lasted right up until the finale night and I had every shot of winning the game for the second time. But something happened. I actually walked out of one of the final challenges to forfeit my chance of taking home another title. So why the heck did I do that? Well, there's a spicy story behind the scenes that I'm ready to unpack in today's episode, and it actually involves me and a girl. Not just any girl, the last girl that I actually had feelings for before coming out. It's a very confusing time, but her name is Cassandra. And guys, if you thought that I was a massive Big Brother game player, Cass is probably the closest thing that I've ever felt to meeting my match in more ways than one. It's about to get real when you meet the girl who turned me gay. Okay, that's just a joke. I probably was always gay, but just didn't know it. Anyway, next, it's going to get interesting. If you feel like a misfit in a world full of pretenders, then I want to be your friend. Join me each week on the journey of not giving a fuck. So stop trying to fit in and stand out. You don't need to be perfect, you just need to get real. This is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. Subscribe now for free to make sure you don't miss out on an episode. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. 
So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Cassandra, welcome to the Big Mouth. Thank you so much. Are you the Big Mouth on the show? Yes. You know oh, I've got nice. a Big Mouth. You do? I was watching um little clips from our season of Big Brother Canada together and you were like, you're a compulsive liar. And I was like, yeah, well, you are one too. <laughs> we were so good together, Tim. We were so good together. And I want to unpack um why we were so good together, but why mm-hmm. we didn't win, either of us, unpack those bags. But it's been years since we've actually caught up. I think, what is it, like five years since we've seen each other when I was over in Canada. I mean, we, I, we chat on message a bit, don't we? We don't message enough. And like, when's the last time we actually spoke face to face like this? This is crazy. Well, you scare me a little bit. Why? <laughs> you scared me when we did Big Brother Canada. No, now now I think we can laugh and um. I don't know. We were such a formidable team that I think afterwards it was like, can we be friends in real life? We both had some kind of personal stuff that we had to deal with and we'll get to that. Yeah. But um, I, I, you for all the, the heavy stuff or the light stuff first, where are we starting? Yeah, let's start with the light stuff and then we'll get juicy. For all the Aussies listening who haven't seen Big Brother Canada, it was what, 2015, was it? 2016. 2016, um, you were one of the Canadian housemates or house guests, as they called you over there, and we kind of slayed the game together, didn't we? We were the dynamic duo, really. It, we had so much fun doing it. We did, because not only were we strategically a formidable force, like we kind of pulled the strings for most of that game, and and we had the housemates fooled because... We also were such great entertainment, not only for the housemates, but for Canadians watching. Like, we were really funny together, weren't we? People couldn't figure us out. It's like, do they like each other? Do they hate each other? Yes. No one could figure out our relationship. So no one could really figure out if we were really working together, if we really trusted each other. And I feel like at times we didn't even know, but that's what made it so entertaining to watch and that absolutely nails it. I want to get to all that, all of that a little bit later because let's talk about you've gone on from someone who used to boss me around the house to cook every meal for you. Like you just lay in bed and order what you wanted, <laughs> like off the menu. I remember coming in going, oh, tonight I could cook this or I could cook that. And you got weighted on hand and foot. And now you are selling recipes and giving tips in the kitchen the queen of the kitchen in Canada. I love it. I've come a long way. And it's funny when you kind of get out of that big brother world. And I was 22 then. I didn't know how to cook. I didn't even know how to boil water. <laughs> and, then I get out, and then I moved in with Walt. And I remember like his family was like, what are you doing with this girl? Like, what can she offer you? <laughs> what? And I was so scared. And I was like, I need to learn how to cook. Persian princess, you are beautiful, but... Thank you. Didn't go on. cook, didn't clean. Go, go on. on. <laughs> Let's go back to the start. Okay. When I entered the Big Brother Canada house, it was week two, you guys were all kind of settled. What were your first impressions of me? Well, I was very happy when you and God bless Nikki, but Nikki, Nikki. came into the house because my first week I really wasn't clicking with the people in the house. I felt They hated of, you. I don't know why. Because <laughs> you're a hot bitch. She said it yourself. No, I said Kelsey was a hot bitch. 
Oh, okay, yeah, and she was. I'm wearing Kelsey's shirt she gave me. Oh, I was wondering. It looked a little tight. Oh, shut up. I've been running. Do you know I've lost two kilos in the last week? Eating healthy? Yep, yep. Good for you. It Why always you? was tight on me because Kelsey's a hot Tiny. bitch. Hot bitch. <laughs> Anyway, so what were we talking about? See, this is your first impressions of me. So everybody hated you. You were the reject, and I walk in, and you were like, "Finally." Um, no, I, I didn't really fit in with anyone. My closest person in there was Joel, which it was great to have that. But I was really looking for another ally and someone that was strategic and and would play that strategic game with with myself. When you came in, it was I think a lot of people underestimated you as well. And just, oh, the goofy Aussie guy. And yeah. I could see right through your shit and how smart you were and how much you had to offer. And, like, it would be terrifying to play against you. But you also were funny. So I wanted to work with someone that was fun. Yeah. It was, like, a really good match. And I just wanted to latch on and work with you. You kind of picked me. Like, in your intro video, you say you studied criminology and psychology at uni. Yes. And that yes. you could read people, which is which is funny because, yeah, that was my strategy to go in there as just this happy-go-lucky Aussie guy. I knew that I needed to make relationships quick with someone that knew how to play that version of the game because Australia's version that I won was the popularity contest. The audience voted each week, whereas Canada was the current format of the game here in Australia where you each vote each other out. And I was, I remember feeling like a fish out of water, like, it wasn't love at first sight for me with you. I was so petrified. Like I'd, I'd never even been to Canada, let alone thrown onto a live TV show where I had to, yeah, with a bunch of Canadians, I had to learn how to run. Otherwise I was going to be sent packing back home really quickly. I remember it was the night one. It was getting late in the night and there was an awkward conversation. Where do I sleep? And Everyone had already picked their beds. He'd been there a week. And I remember it must have been someone like Maddie that said, oh, like, there's a spare bed next to Cassandra, but she's a weirdo. We don't like her. And I was kind of forced <laughs> into your bed. Yes, I got the rundown on you. They all warned me about you. And I, I remember going to bed and you said something really creepy to me before we went to sleep, like, you better watch out. I'll kill you in your sleep. <laughs> And I was petrified, but I made a strategic decision then and there that night. And I don't know if it was my best or my worst, but I was thinking probably best. I'm going to work with her. There's something about her that, but you were funny in the same, the same way you described to me, I, I would say the same. There was something going on behind the scenes, but everybody underestimated you. And I thought we'd make a great team together. And I really admired you throughout the game because you were really confident and against a lot of adversity. Some, sometimes it got really nasty for you in there with some of the other players. And I wanted to ask you if you can remember how that felt. Like, did you feel bullied sometimes? I remember there was this one scene where the brothers who ended up winning as a pair, um, they thought they'd caught you out as uh, your deception or your lies had come out. And they were game kind of deception. It wasn't anything personal, but they, they kind of turned it into a personal attack. And I watching it back, I felt really sorry for you. And I hope you know that even though I didn't really trust you, I really liked you and I would not have lasted as far as I did. We wouldn't have together, I think, gone as far as we did had we not had that unspoken, we've got each other's backs 
it's so funny. And I was going to point into two different things here, but when I watched your season, this, that was the first time I ever watched the Australian season. And there was so much talk about head and heart players. Yes. And it's so funny because I grew up watching the North American version of Big Brother, which is you're admired as a player when you're cutthroat, when you backstab, when you yeah. lie. That's part of the North American wow. Big Brother. Yeah. Yep. So before going into the house, I wanted to play a game like that. I wanted to play like some of the greats that would say something and then do the opposite and go in yep. the diary room and laugh behind your back. And and so when I went in there and I would get the the negative comments or, oh, you're a liar, you're this, or don't even go in the same room as Cassandra, mm. I, was, I was actually happy because I was like, okay, you know what? Bad that they're actually catching on to this, Yeah. but good for the entertainment factor and that was the game I wanted to go in as so it didn't hurt my feelings because I always thought of Big Brother as a game and I left it yeah. so I didn't take anything personal it's like I had um nothing could hit me in there yeah you were invincible is that you like to when you're playing Big Brother because oh my so gosh like you're yeah. from the outside world you don't know how am I being betrayed you know you're locked in this hand like this it's just a crazy experience but yeah, I'm, absolutely. Yeah. And so relationships that are sort of there's something forged that's beyond the game relationship is such a security blanket in there. And I feel as though we had that. Like I I thought that I could trust that neither of us would ever stab each other in the, in the back. Although a few weeks in, I did nominate you to be evicted. Like I, yeah, or not nominate you, I voted for you, you to be evicted. Me. And you know what that was? What was that? Please tell me. Well, that was actually a message to someone back home. I, that's what I thought. Because say, I get... was getting in deep with you and I was what? like, this girl is going to be my undoing. There was just that's a what? lot of feelings that were what was I doing for you I was having feelings and at the time I wasn't out I had I was in a long-term relationship with a guy back home that was watching and I was in no way ready to talk about that with anyone back in Australia let alone on a international tv show yeah. I just wasn't ready for that and I thought if I can get rid of this girl early that solves that problem and I can get my head back in the game. And so I remember I wore his necklace that he gave me and I held onto it as I cast my vote for you to be evicted. You didn't get evicted. <laughs> Were you actively still wanting to get me out after that point? I think I thought, well, fate didn't want you to go or that, that, that this was... I don't know, that I would then work with you. And maybe there was a part of me that was secretly relieved because I really did like having you around as a friend and we were building up a strategic alliance together, mm -hmm. which is really funny. Like, let me explain. The two times that I played Big Brother in Australia, people would know me as being a bit of a, a lone wolf. Like, I don't work with other people. I might be part of an alliance, but I will end up doing what I want and I will kind of use them to do what I want. And so working with you in Big Brother Canada was like a new and scary thing because I thought, okay, I'm in a, in a relationship with this guy back in Australia that I really loved but didn't really understand how to. It's so scary. I can't even imagine. Yeah, really, really hard, really, really hard. And on paper, 
you kind of ticked all the boxes of a girl that I was looking for. Like I'd met my match with you. And I think that's why we were such a good team because I couldn't outsmart you. <laughs> I couldn't use you because I knew you were using me as well. And we were okay with that. Is that kind of how it works? Nailed it. That was exactly what it is. But I'm honored that one of the best Big Brother players in the world met his match with me on a game level in there. Like that's that's the biggest compliment because you really are. Like when Walt and I were watching you this summer, you you're just amazing to watch and how you can literally see the, <laughs> the cogs the ticking. Yeah. ticking. Like you <laughs> constantly see you going, and then you can start seeing when you know the smoke starts coming out. You start going off. The yes, you're so fun to watch. But you were the same. You used to get the worst headaches. You get this pain at the back of your head, and I'm like, you are overthinking everything too much. <laughs> <laughs> but going back, that must have been so much stress for you, being in Big Brother Canada, having a relationship outside of it, and having that insight. And it's so funny. You know, we've never talked about this before, ever. We haven't. I think I I came out to you in a in a phone conversation a few weeks after the show because straight after Big Brother Canada, that's what I did. I went I came back to Australia and I came out and um I thought I needed to tell you. I told you and Nikki, but it was really confusing then. I mean like you're now happily married. Okay, but I need to get into my story with you, Tim, because we've never talked about this. Now when you came out and I you know you came out and that was great. It's so crazy how we work together and we're inside the house going through such similar experiences because i don't even know if you know this but i met walt now my now husband six months prior to going into the big brother house mm -hmm. and there were feelings there between my yep. husband walt and i but for a lot of, of your viewers that don't know this my husband's 28 years older than i am so it was so scary to know mm. i think i'm i definitely have feelings for this guy i think i'm falling in love with this person I know I'm going on this reality show, so I don't want to have a relationship going into that. Mm. And the fear of, oh my God, he's 28 years older. What's my family going to think? What's mm. society? Like, it was just so scary to come out with, because it's, you know, society that's weird. Yeah. Being with someone yep. 28 years older, it's just, you know, you're this, you're that, you're golden, you know, whatever. So I went into Big Brother still thinking about Walt the entire time, mm. you know, it, and as soon as I got out of the house and, I'm, you know, when, we get, when you get out of Big Brother and production gives you your phones back, he was the first person I texted saying, did, you know, hi, I'm out, you know, thinking of you. And he didn't text me back till the next day. Oh, and I was dear. So, upset. so anyway, it was just funny that we both played Big Brother. We both had similar experiences. Yeah. Things we were hiding yeah. in the outside world. And you and I had never talked about it. Do you? Well, we did. I want to ask, do you remember... We were out in the gym area and we spoke through code because I don't think the producers caught on to the fact, but it, it got to the point where I was like, I'm going to suss this girl out. And is, is this kind of mutual? Like, are you feeling chemistry beyond the game, beyond friends? And we both said through code that we had somebody else on the outside. And I knew that. I knew that, okay. that we both... Yeah, it was kind of this unspoken thing that we didn't want to talk about it ever again, but it was like a, here's our boundary and we're not going to cross that. And then finding out after the show that, yes, it was Walt. And I like, 
I've been out with you and Walt. We went. We actually went on a double date. Me and my partner. We went back to Canada the following year, and Walt took us all out on a double date. And it was so great. And to see how happy you are now with Walt, um, yeah. it all worked out for you. I fucking out. dumped the loser that I thought I was in love with. But I mean, I'm I happily now. <laughs> yeah, he's drop kick. I mean, this is all in the past. There was. I want to yeah. find out. Was there something unknown for you about me? Because, like, think about, okay, remember having snow fights together out the back and rolling around in the snow or, like, rubbing the wedding cake of Nikki and Joel's wedding all over each other's faces. Was that just, like, a brotherly sister thing? Was it a friend thing? Or there was chemistry. You know there was. Was there? Tell me about it. You tell me. I've said it. You're being coy, but we didn't cross any boundaries. It was like, of course, of course there was all of Canada saw it. And that's what people loved about us. Of course, there was a chemistry between us. We, you know, we, there were, it was electric. And that's why people loved watching us. There was definitely there. And I think even for ourselves, it was so confusing. Like, mm. is this the brother sister thing? We both mm. find each other so interesting. There was such an interest in you of just how, different you were how crazy you were how smart you there were so many mm. like neat things and like you said you checked so many boxes but there was just something not there and i think our loves outside that were way stronger mm. not strong, but you know what i like of, yeah and just could have also, it been like we each saw each other for who we were each other and and that was a bit scary. And I don't know if that could work in a relationship because we could have been each other's undoing. Like, as <laughs> as friends, I think we'd be great friends because we'd keep each other quite accountable. The strongest feeling I felt for you was really that brother-sister friendship. Like, I so badly just wanted to be just friends with you because we are so similar. And I think we have so many similar viewpoints on things of how we view a situation, how we react in a situation, how we how analytical and logical mm. we are at times. I think there's so much of that, but then I think it's so funny how different we are at the same time. Like I like going for steak dinners and wine and you're like a damn boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that would never work. I'm happy the with a kebab and hot chips. <laughs> yeah. I like caviar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's so funny. Like, electric like it is it was clear there was yeah. clearly a chemistry there did you and, and then, walt talk about that because i know with my partner at the time you were a taboo topic we were really? not ever allowed to talk about cassandra really? and like you when i left the show i begged the producers for my phone and i said i need to make like perhaps the most important phone call of my life yeah. and i called him and i said i love you i'm ready to come out and that I didn't tell him as I, I knew that he would have been able to perceive that there was something with us. But for me, you were, and, and take this for, for your resume, you were the, the girl that turned me gay. <laughs> <laughs> because that was the reason, like, that was, that was the fork in the road. I could really... <laughs> I really had the sense of, okay, why have I got these feelings for a female when I'm kind of negotiating these feelings of being with a guy and wanting to take that further but not knowing whether I was ready to come out? Um, it was 
at that end of the Big Brother Canada game that I made the decision that I would come out. And it didn't play out on the TV that way. It, in fact, played out a very different way, that that it was the end of our strategic games together, that neither of us won the show. And I think it wasn't until I watched it back that I realised, wow, either of us could have won that, and we probably should have. And then Canada wanted that, one of us to win. But it all came undone, didn't it? And I think it was to the fault of that chemistry that we had. Well, it was my big mouth as well. What? Remember what happened? What happened? Our secret alliance with Joel, the Threak show, the three of us, was outed because I, I made a joke about this hidden alliance that nobody knew about and the brothers found out and they were like, what? You three have been in a secret alliance this whole game and then... But they put funny, us both you know, on the block. Think about Malthus, you know, you, we both are at times. Like, we were so the strongest part was the strategy of we. Nobody can know the three of us are working together as closely as we are because they'll know we're a voting block of three votes yep. every single time. But yep. that unspoken trust between all of us was so strong that when people did find out at the end that we were working together, you know, once they were in the jury, how could they not vote for one of us to win? And I don't mm. even know if it was as much the people finding out, because I think that helped you and I, because of Final mm. Five, Joel got out. And I think that helped them yep. knowing to say, hey, Joel, these two, we've been yelling and getting mad at and, and kind of, you know, saying terrible things to you when you've been doing the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, true. Yeah. Right? So I think it actually helped. I think the problem was we couldn't win shit. <laughs> we couldn't. We were both so bad at challenges. Although... You won one challenge and it was the most important for my whole game. It was what, me and Nikki up for eviction. The brothers had decided that they didn't want an international to win the show. So they put me and Nikki both up for eviction. And then it was a live Power of Veto competition. And Power of Veto was the winner got to change the nominations. So live television... You won the power of veto. Up to you and I too. Remember that? Oh. And I was like, I gotta win this. I gotta win this. That was brilliant. And then the most classic Cassandra backflip, which actually infuriated the brothers who were head of house. So they chose the nominations. If you decided to change them, they would then have to replace. And so this was all happening in real time, live TV. You had just won the competition and the brothers were so petrified that you would use the power of veto and save either me or Nikki, thus disrupting their nominations. And you promised them on live TV you would not use the power of veto. It was so funny because even before um, they nominated you to, they said, if you win the veto, are you going to use it? I'm like, I can't win shit. Yeah, sure, I'm not going (laughs) to. it <laughs> and then you know murphy blood to my yeah. surprise I went so it was so funny Jim, because they were it was so in my face of you're not gonna you're you're gonna use it and i'm like i already told you i'm not gonna use it but they actually just pissed me off right and it was funny because if you didn't me. use it i probably would have gone that night i don't think so i think joel would have kept you and and sent nikki home yeah yeah, perhaps. But I was obviously the bigger threat. Like, Nikki was yeah. terrible strategically. Like, God love her. 
but she yeah. caused hell for our game and tell tell them what happens next. So you step up to the block. Even before that, you know, even through the brothers, you know, telling me, are you going to use it? I'm like, no. And it, strategically, it wasn't smart for me to use it on you. And to no, no. Because I could have kept them happy. You know, you yep. could have been the bad guy. It, strategically, it was terrible. Yeah. I went to the diary room and they, you know, Production, I love what I love about Canada, you know, not compared to your version, but production does not interfere. It's really a true game. And with live feeds, people, the Canadian public can watch mm. the house as we sleep. They can watch 24 7 mm. every move. It was really mm. hard to make a narrative that's not there because everyone can see everything. But when I went in the diary room, production said, Are you going to use it? You know, you could change your mind, whatever. And I said, No, I'm not using it. Tim can stay up there. <laughs> I'm not using Bitch. it on him. <laughs> Dumb it. But then when they came out and, our, you know, the show came back on and Arissa was there and I could hear the crowd screaming, use it. Yes. For the audience, because I'm such a fan of the show and I'm yeah. like, I want to make entertaining moves. And then also there was a little bit of that heart of that heart player yeah. of, I can't keep my number one ally up there. Yeah. The crowd screaming like this. I, and I used it on you. Because wow. I just, in that, I literally decided as I stood up. It was, yeah. it was actually my most memorable moment of the oh. entire season was that. I've got goosebumps thinking back to it because it was all live TV and you used it on me and so I'm safe. And then the brothers exploded on live television saying how dare you and that they didn't want to play anymore and that they were going to then choose themselves to be nominated because they wanted to go home. I think Arissa was kind of going, I don't know if you can, and then and I'm there going, do it, do it. <laughs> the best. The best. So then what they did was they then put Joel up for eviction, who was the third member of our alliance. And they didn't know that at that stage. They thought we were going to save Nikki. We weren't playing strategically with Nikki. She was good, mm -hmm. close friends, but she didn't know how to play the game of strategy, Big Brother, to save herself. Or maybe she did. And so we actually voted Nikki Graham out on her birthday. <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> For like two seconds. but. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. She never let me live that down. Yeah, I bet. And you guys were so close. I'm so sorry about Nikki. Cause like, I love Nikki and I had so many oh. amazing experiences in the house, but you and her were really brother and sister, like your bond. Yeah. But like, I'm, I'm just as sorry for you because I know she loved you. And after the show, you guys became quite close mm -hmm. and uh, what do you say? Like a true icon of not only the big brother, world franchise but just a really unique person like i mean the youngest person in the world to be diagnosed with anorexia she grew up living in a hospital and then was placed on big brother uk at the height of its like she was world famous and it was an honor to have then been put into big brother canada alongside her and who then is who, who is she, she? For everyone listening, if you don't yet know who Nikki Graham is, go she... Go YouTube her. She is oh, amazing. She is an icon. Just go YouTube her. And like you said, we, we, we all became really good close friends. But sadly, Nikki passed away last year. 
and anorexia got her in the end. Did and life is so short. You just need to enjoy it every day. You don't know. Like, say what you feel. Like, Tim, you yeah. can go on and tell me how much you love me right now. You never <laughs> oh, you wish. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Oh, we love Nikki. We love Nikki, even though we did evict her on her birthday. Yeah. And so as the, as the way the game went, back to the game, yeah. the next week, Joel, who we then saved, turned on us, didn't he? I don't know. I think he was just so wishy-washy of like, he didn't, yeah. he didn't know how to ha- not wishy-washy. He was with us. He just didn't know how to ha- handle pressure. Like we could, we could have people True. throwing tomatoes yeah. at us. And we're like, yeah, it's okay. It's a game. When that happened to him, he would just kind of sink into his shell and mm. not know how to handle it. And he would just combust. And then our game was exposed and... And then at that point we had to win to survive and that's when we were dead in the water. It was the final four of the show. They put you and me up on the block against each other and we knew. Like, didn't we say we've got ourselves out of so many different situations, sneaky little schemes we'd come up with, but there was nothing that could save us both. Yeah. yeah. We knew it was the end of the road for one of us. That was really hard because like you wanted to stay in the game, maybe more than me. I, I at that stage was really confused. And you said that the producers don't really form a narrative on that show, that it's harder because it's all live streamed. Well, in the diary room isn't live streamed. And there was a conversation that was had over the decision of whether I should forfeit my position so you would be able to keep playing and potentially win. Mm -hmm. And the producers just asked me outright. They said, why don't you do it? It would be the greatest love story. And that's what killed it. That's what killed it. That's what killed it because it freaked me out. Yeah. realizing that, oh, shit, they have portrayed us as a bit of a showmance. And if I do this act, if I give my position for Cassandra, that's how the narrative will play out. And I can't come back from that. I can't then go, oh, wait, I'm gay. Or I can't call up my boyfriend at the time and say, oh, that was all just for show. So you're telling me they could have just used one different type of phrasing. Yeah, friends. If they had have said, do it for your friend. But I, and I felt that in you, that you did almost want to use yep. it on. Yep. And we, like, I've watched the show, Cassandra, and I saw that you made a joke in the diary room saying, I'm going to put on some tears and I'm going to try convince this dumb Aussie to give me his place. And, yeah, there was a bit of that. But they weren't just crocodile tears. Do you know what a crocodile tear is? Do you have that saying in Canada? You don't have crocodiles, so you probably don't. Yeah. Fake I, tears. I, I had many crocodile tears, but in you had end- many. Your your favorite booth was a crocodile tear. Do you still <laughs> crocodile tear to Walt? No, I don't. That was it was pure part of the show, and I loved yeah. another thing part of the show. When I went in, I was like, it was like a job. I viewed it as a job. Yeah. I wanted to go and act and and do things that you can't do in real life. You can't crocodile yeah. tears in real life. No. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's you're so right. Fun to be in this place, you could do whatever, and it's okay. But but no, there were real tears in the end because I. You dream every night, you know, before going on the show, when you're a fan of the show, and then when you're so close to the end, and then, you know, my game's done. This mm. dream of winning and walking mm. out 
with, you know, the streamers and the this. And you said to me, you've already had that. You know what? It, and, and that got me. Like, I, I remember a conversation, us alone in the bedroom and you were crying and they weren't fake tears. They were real because I knew, you knew your dream was about to be over and I had it in my hands. And I want you to know that what I was going through, the inner turmoil personally, if I did make that decision, what that would mean personally for my life. And I didn't. I stayed in the game. You got evicted that night. But the very next day I forfeit and walked from the game pretty much. The final One of the final competitions of the finale night, I... Just something snapped in those 24 hours when you left the house. I'd realised that, shit, you need to get real with yourself, Tim, because everybody here thinks you had feelings for Cassandra. And the producers even called me in 24 hours later and said, what the heck is going on? Because I think they really thought that I was going to do that. And... Even Canada, when I forfeit my my place in the game, like I just kind of kicked down the competition and walked out, Canada was, there was this conspiracy theory that, that I was only contracted to get to the finale and then bow out. And the producers had to kind of coach me through how to answer questions of all the media the day after the show. They said, like, you've, you've really, that, that didn't happen. I'm like, no, I know it didn't happen. I made this choice myself. And it was the choice that had I gone on and won the show. So much stress. You had so much, so many so, different. I have never different. felt more stress in my life. And then when I made the decision that it was time to get real, and that meant don't win this show, get out of this game. Because if you won, not being true to yourself like with this really big secret that I was in love with someone back home. That meant so much to me. Like that was, that was real. Um, if I had won not being myself, it wouldn't have felt right. And I kind of made that decision that I didn't want to play and automatically the whole weight of stress came off my shoulders and I knew that I was about to do the scariest thing and that was go home and, and come out. But... I've never looked back. I've, I've never had any regret. That's good. But I want you to know that I'm, do I need I to apologize? Cause I did, I, he, I held your dream you know, in my hands and I couldn't I can't give you. I the weight you had on your shoulders. There was, like I said, there were so many things going on with, you know, your love outside of the house. And why would, you know, for me, I'd be different. I'd be like, you know what? I, I can get a hundred thousand dollars and be okay yeah. with yeah. not winning the right. Cause even when I was playing, I wasn't truly myself. Yeah. I was lying, I was backstabbing, yeah. but that's part of it. But I totally But I didn't I couldn't do that. So I think that's how just, you weren't as much as me. Yeah, and I I used you to do that. I knew that you could do the jobs that I wasn't prepared to do. And I used you for some things too. Yeah, I know. We did we did help each other. We truly did. But <laughs> no, I, I think of it as a game. I hold no grudges. I don't have good, any more good. to anyone. I just want to be your friend, Tim. Yeah, well, we are friends now. Tim. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come over and visit. I have a yeah. serious question. Go. Wait, let me just check. Maybe it changed. I'm just going on to Instagram. Oh, here we go. Oh, yes. I don't follow you. I saw that just this morning. I probably was. 
wasn't allowed. Okay, right now live, I will click follow. Let's all witness this. Let's all witness this moment. I saw that today. I was like, this little bitch doesn't follow me. Follow Are you ready? Da-da. You can see all my applause. We're Instagram official. Okay, so now that we've just totally wanked on each other's face about how good we were in the game, formidable team, I'm just going to totally ruin that by saying when you went back to play without me, how did you go? How'd you go, Cass? How'd you go? Okay. How'd you go? This is the happiest I've seen you this entire conversation. (laughs) You little bitch. No, I didn't. Cassandra got asked to go back. This is why, because we do this and we can poke fun at each other and we know it doesn't even affect us. And that's what I love about you because we are very similar anyway we are so similar and so okay so for everyone listening cassandra got asked to play again they did a theme the same as the australian version this year where returning players versus new people and i watched it tuning in going i I was rooting for you i was like because i felt such guilt for kind of you not winning that i was like yeah go cast go cast it just didn't i sucked i was you needed me no, I didn't need you. Well, you know, clearly, because I sucked. Yeah. I was terrible. But <laughs> funny, when I came out of Big Brother the first season with you, like how you went out to the outside world and came out and you were through so much turmoil, so many, so much stress of mm. when I came out, I figured, okay, I need to come out as well about mm. my love and my relationship mm. with Walt. Like this is mm. someone I want to, I see the rest of my life with. How do I go about wow. this? And we said, okay, we're going to spend the next five, six months and figure out if this is something we really want and then come out to people. Yeah. Good idea. Seriously. Yeah. And we knew we wanted to be together. Some things had to happen. We, so we, we were dating and then probably around Christmas time, we said, okay, this is real. That's when I moved in with him. So I had to come out to my family, you know, yeah. where am I living? Who, what is this? Right. So going to my dad, who I'm so yeah. close with, say, yeah. Hey, I have a boyfriend. And he's a couple of years older than you. Oh, <laughs> really no. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And, and just to know, you know, and I, I came out of Big Brother with this following I never had. And these people, yeah. and you kind of put yourself in that, that position, which Big Brother can't. I mean, it's I'm so grateful for the experience. I would do it again a million times. But, you know, you, it's kind of scary when you have that many eyeballs on you, especially yeah. coming out with something like, and you know, like when you came out yeah. of your relationship. So that was literally two months before I got asked to go back to Big Brother the second time. So there was a lot wow. of people in the outside yeah. world. Like, my dad totally, him and Walter, best friends, it, you know, good. he was so accepting of it. He said, I trust your judgment. Good. Walter's such a pure, good man. But there was yeah. a lot of judgment in the outside world, a lot of drama, a lot of turmoil in my real life. Yeah. So I left that, not having any contact with it, went yeah. into the house, oh. and I wasn't ready. I was oh yeah, your mind was elsewhere. Yeah, and even in there, I was so bad, and everything was on my face. If I didn't like you, I told you I was not yeah. playing the game at all. And yeah. it was almost when I look back, it was like I don't. I was playing as if I wanted to be evicted. Wow, and you and may I, have like subconsciously, you were just like, "This I'm, isn't I'm not, home for me. I don't. You know? I don't want to play this game right now. I want to do I think real life." Too soon after yeah. the first season to go back like you need some yep. time to kind of unwind and yeah yeah 
but I'd love to go back now. I might have had my time now. Yeah, can you imagine the promo if they did an All Stars and they had us two? Imagine if it was like duos you worked as a pair. And, oh. I could totally see that. I could too. Arissa, if you're listening, again. we're so <laughs> we would so kill each other. I don't think so. No, we couldn't because everybody would know our game. That's the other problem. The first time everyone thought I was dumb. Everyone underestimated Yes. And, and it was just after our season where, I, I mean, a lot of Canada would say you were robbed. Like, love Kelsey, love the brothers, but would have been better if either of us won. And so you're going back to a game where there's a big reputation that, that you're a huge game player, but you've got all this personal, that's where your heart was. Yeah. Your head wasn't in the game. It wasn't. And when the first time wow. I saw it was, it was totally head. Yeah. It's so hard when you have. I love that. I love, okay. I love that. Like, and this is a big aha moment for me that like the kind of the unknown of what we were actually led us down the path of finding ourselves and finding real love. For me, I guess it was love for myself of, of coming out. That relationship didn't work, but. You you went on and, and had to kind of come out in your own way. And that, that was really scary for both of us, but we both did it. Like, I'm proud of us. And it's crazy to think out of everyone in that house, we had the most similar experiences on the outside world and we were as close yeah. as we were and we didn't really know, but we knew. It was just, it was so neat. It was just. That's really special. Thing. It is. Yeah. Cheers to us, Timmy. Cheers to us. And so, like. I'm so proud of you going from in the house of never cooking, never really cleaning to now you have your little cooking empire, cooking with Cass. Cooking with Cassandra.com. Have you gone to it? I think I did back in the day. Yeah. But I don't need cooking lessons. Okay. Well, give me some for anyone listening. What, what are some of your great tips? Like it's about working smarter, not harder in the kitchen. Yeah. Tell us, what do you know? When I didn't know how to boil water, I literally <laughs> actually didn't know how to boil water. I was like, what do I do? <laughs> Google everything. And the internet and Google is such a beautiful place because when you don't know, we're in a day, we Google anything and we'll figure yeah. anything out on our own. And it's so empowering. But when I wanted to learn how to cook, I, I'd make my list of recipes I wanted to make. So I wanted to make chicken lettuce wraps. I would go on Google, look at the top 10 on Google. Yeah. But the key was I look at all the reviews and see what all right. the grandmas are saying. Add a little this, yeah. do this, don't do this. Oh. And that's what the gold is. Yeah, and- the home cooking. Mm-hmm. And ah. I'm biased, but my family and friends loved my cooking. They couldn't believe it was me. They thought I'd go buy it like Mrs. Delphire and come home and plate it. It was so funny. <laughs> but I really just fell in love with cooking. And I can't wait to have you and your better half Adam over and I'll cook for you guys. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, let's make it next year. Trip to Canada, catch up. Can you try one of my recipes? Yes, give us your website again for everyone listening. Cookingwithcassandra.com. Great. I'll try one of the recipes. And I'll I'll post it and tag you now that we're Instagram (laughs) friends. You've gone so far from not even following me to tagging me. This is crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Confessing love for each other and me confessing that. Well, let's say it this way. You were the girl that turned me gay. I am honored. I might put that in my Instagram bio. I am <laughs> the woman that turned the famous Kim Dormer gay. <laughs> I had to right to my ass. Oh my God. Oh, your ass is grass. <laughs> <laughs> this is The Big Mouth with Tim Dormer. 
Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode and leave a comment. Give me a star rating. It all helps get the big mouth out there. You can follow me on socials at Tim Dormer and join the big mouth conversation. Hashtag the big mouth. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.